Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. It's Steve with you, and there's oftentimes a, a, a poll or a question will go out, and it's like, oh, hypothetical. Uh, would you go a certain time without a certain something uh, for a certain you know amount of money? Would that, would that do it for you? Well, there's a company, actually, uh, reviews.org specifically. They're looking to pay somebody $2,400 to see if they can go 24 hours without any screens. Very interesting. I haven't actually looked into the, the detailed, uh, you know, the, the, the fine print of it, and there might be something specific in there. That would change my opinion, but honestly, yeah, I'll totally do away with my screens for 24 hours for that much money. Don't tell them. I'd do it for 240. I'd do it for 24. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. You can barely buy enough food for the day with $24, but still, get my point. I would love that free vacation away from the phone for for a 24-hour period. I I feel like we are extra cooped up, extra zombie-like with our phones. My girlfriend the other day, she said that she had two days of work where there was like training going on. And as a result of that, her screen usage report on her phone came up and it was like 22% lower than normal. It's like because not actually at the desk using the phone as part of the process. You're, you know, in class focusing on something. Uh, it makes a difference how much we look at our screens. And this is coming from somebody who is literally surrounded by them right now. Do take that break. And if somebody's going to pay you over two grand for it, you take the money and you run. The Foo Fighters, uh, they never stay far from the music news segment these days. The band just extended a rock record of theirs, the number of number one singles on the Billboard Rock Alternative chart. The song War, off of their latest album, has become their eighth to make the milestone. Green Day and Cage the Elephant round out the top three, tied with six. The family of Aretha Franklin are not happy. The estate of the Queen of Soul, they have reacted to two, count them, two biopics about the famous singer that are set to release at some point this year, but they are not happy specifically with the one titled Genius, and they've got a few different reasons to say so, Uh, mainly the bulk reason, portrayal of the truth, right? And in their own words, and I know that this is kind of a, a turn of phrase, kind of a play on words, but is also just the truth. And I would have reached for that low-hanging fruit, too. The family says they're not happy with Genius because it's about respect. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Happened over the weekend, officially, we switched over, and springtime means our thoughts turn to flights of fancy and hopefully some restrictions lowering in the near future. We didn't really get that yesterday, but also... Guess what we have to look out for? Guess what we have to worry about? There are some officials out there in the world, some scientists that are saying, Hey, it's great that it's spring. Welcome to the summer of the STI in just a couple of months, though. They're saying that there are going to be some restrictions lifted. There are going to be so-called sex-starved individuals going out there into the world, maybe making some 
somewhat rash decisions. Is that is that a play on words as well? Uh, try to take care of yourselves. It's going to be very tempting to go completely 100% back to normal as soon as things are warm again outside. But the problem is that we've all been locked up and we haven't really been spreading our germs to each other and that's the whole point of the lockdowns. And as the vaccinations and as the, uh, the antibodies build out there in the general population, the rate of spread will likely decline for coronavirus. There might be some other things going on there as well, however. So, just saying. Enjoy your spring. Protect yourself during the summer of the STI. Blech. Wednesday. Another movie that comes to mind on March 24th just so happens to be The Breakfast Club. Today is the day... That they uh, they they ended up in the uh, detention hall and uh, and forever etched into our memories uh, as they went through their trials and tribulations. March twenty fourth was the day. Apparently that was a Saturday, whatever year in the eighties that went down. I remember offhand, but you know, Breakfast Club Day is how people kind of celebrate March twenty fourth, the date of detention. But it's a little bit different this year, isn't it? I mean, just take a look at how you felt about it if you even marked the occasion at all last year. Breakfast Club Day in 2020 was more like, hey, those goofy kids were stuck inside for the day, just like we are. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. <laughs> I feel it. Breakfast Club Day in 2021. Oh, so a bunch of depressed people were working through some emotional minefields while being trapped inside a building? It's too real for me. No, thank you. Could be some strange new sounds and... Hopefully not, but potentially some new smells coming over the breeze into your backyard, into your window. Uh, the pilot project for Backyard Hands approved yesterday by our municipal council. Very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, differing opinions on this, even within council itself. Definitely wasn't a unanimous vote for sure. But I do appreciate the the strategy of, of the trial aspect of this. Now, it's not just that, yes, you can get your own backyard hens. No, no, no. 50 houses. 50 households have been selected for this pilot project 24 months so two years and then it will be revisited so only 50 houses will be able to trial this and they're going to be on their best behavior i'm sure because they're going to be the proof in the pudding <laughs> of whether this thing can actually happen and people have said you know this can happen take a look at these uh, projects started in different cities uh, around uh, north america like i mean people are citing closer ones like edmonton vancouver a lot of people say new york city works for them and i go okay well you know i mean to varying degrees sure yes it does work for them but I do happen to notice also that there's one thing that's a missing factor from all of those locations. They're not completely surrounded by the boreal forest like we happen to be. We have a lot of, you know, predators just outside of our doors and everything. So people do have some legitimate concerns. But we'll see what happens from this. Backyard Chicken Pilot Project approved in the RMWB. Who's going to tell the pilots that the chickens can't fly? A woman named Collier Tinder matched with a gentleman. She's a research analyst, 26 years old, from Fort Totten. A great name for a place. I thought Fort McMurray was good, and it is. Uh, but uh, this uh, this is amazing. She matched with somebody on Tinder, as so many people do these days. And uh, then, you know, what happens next? you got to break the ice. you got to make that conversation happen. you got to see if there's a connection, if there's a spark, right? And there certainly was, because John, whom she matched with on lucky 13th of March in 2021, well, he had a doozy of a uh, an opening line, of a pickup strategy in her own words. I'll just read what he said, and then we can unpack, okay? So John writes, Hey, I want you to come over 
so I can make you some Cajun fries. I'm going to buy some low-moisture Yukon Gold potatoes and boil them for you. I'm going to refrigerate them overnight in different water from the water I boiled them in. Then I'm going to fry them in vegetable oil for seven to eight minutes. Then I'll let them cool for a little while I toss them in some Cajun seasoning. Then I'll fry them again. Then I will serve them to you with some sort of gourmet sauce. <laughs> they will be the best and crunchiest french fries you've ever had in your entire life. You won't even know what happened. Her world's gonna get rocked. I mean, the world of her taste buds, that is. That sounds absolutely delicious. I don't even care if John just went to allrecipes.com and then wrote it in his own words. That's fantastic. And were I a single person, I might be rethinking my strategies right now. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Weird story on Twitter. Uh, there's a comedian, Jensen Carp, and uh, he goes on Twitter to say, hey, I was eating some delicious breakfast cereal, some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, to be specific, and I found some shrimp tails in it. That's weird, right? Now, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is absolutely one of the many forms of kryptonite for myself. Um, those boxes don't last in, in my household, in my vicinity whatsoever. I'm going to get into that stuff. And this isn't going to put me off of it either. Uh, it's just a weird situation, a weird one-off. Uh, and the company's going, there's no possible chance of shrimp contamination happening at the factory, right? Like, they're just, they're adamant. There's no shrimp that could possibly have made it into that. And I go, well, you never know. Lunchrooms exist in factories. People might have brought some lunch. There are sometimes animals. Who knows? I, it's all speculation at this point. But the weirdest part is that Jensen goes online and they respond and they say, and I quote, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. We assure you there's no possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp. Jensen then replies going, okay, well, with further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated shrimp tails. And he says he's not even that mad until they're telling him that he's lying when he's not. It's clearly shrimp tails. In fact, there's researchers that have gotten in touch saying, hey, we'll foot the bill. You send it to us instead of their lab. And not only will we identify if the material belongs to shrimp, we will use genetic testing to identify the species of the shrimp that was found <laughs> in your breakfast cereal. How very weird. Actually, you know what? The weirdest part of this story is that this man named Carp is married to Danielle Fischel who used to play Topanga on Boy Meets World. man named Carp, married to a woman named Fischel, finds shrimp tails in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It gets weirder. The cereal was purchased from a, a store on Topanga Canyon Boulevard. Carp used to be a guest on the Pistol Shrimp podcast. Van Morrison getting pretty literal in his older years. On May 7th, he's going to be releasing his very latest musical project, an album titled Latest Record Project Volume 1. That's the name. I guess we'll have to be patient for volume two of whatever this is. You can get a sense of the project, though, with the very brand newly released single, Only a Song. See what I mean? It's literal. Here's a taste. Only a song. It's not set in stone. It's only a song. All right, it's grooving. I'm tapping my toe to that for sure. Uh, BJ Thomas, who sang Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head into the Billboard Hot 100 number one spot for weeks in the year 1970, has unfortunately revealed a terrible stage four lung cancer diagnosis. Thomas is receiving treatment in Texas at a healthcare facility currently. Uh, as his publicist related, I just wanted to take this unique opportunity to share my gratitude to Gloria, my wonderful wife, and my rock for over 53 years. My family, friends, and fans. I think that's very, very sweet. 
Thursday. The cinnamon shrimp crunch story has... Wow, it's exploded way more than I was ever expecting it to. I think we were all, like, 1,000% wanting stupid distractions in our lives. uh, Because every tweet that I read has a shrimp joke in it. Or at least, like, some reference to cereal right now. It seems like the cereal in question uh, in this whole story was tampered with after it was packaged at the factory, though the investigation is ongoing. Um, And it all seems like it could be like a real negative situation for the company, right? It seems that way, but, but I don't know. I don't feel bad for them at all. Case in point, I took a picture of my own box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch at home to get in on the joke so I could tweet about it, obviously. But then after I took the picture... I literally just kept thinking about it and thinking about it, and I had to pour myself a bowl. And now, I'm glad that I even had a box for the visual aid for the photo op, because that stuff does not last in my house whatsoever, and it's already gone again. So not even the prospect of shrimp tails could keep me away. That stuff has been my kryptonite since the 90s. Diving into music news, in case you missed it earlier this week, The Offspring. (laughs) They have given one of their most famous songs a bit of a simple rewrite. The, in the hopes of the not-too-distant future where they can tour again and fans can attend concerts with Glee, here is the new Keep Em Separated. That kills me. Okay, that's so silly. Although interesting that the original lyrical hook for that song also fits for pandemic times. Uh, the Flaming Lips frontman Wayne is about to make some serious coin with his brand new proprietary cannabis brand, Love Your Brain. The band itself is coming out to support as well as the next Space Bubble concert of theirs, their infamous shows. Uh, it's set for April 20th in Oklahoma City, a.k.a. on 420. And a heads up for Amy Winehouse fans, the uh, the late singer will have a posthumous release of Amy Winehouse at the BBC uh, triple album ex- expansion just announced. This is wild. Uh, it's going to have uh, the uh, Back to Black Slipmat, uh, Sound of Vinyl exclusive hand-numbered lethal print, all kinds of good stuff in there, and of course, the incredible music itself. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Do you remember when history was made in April 2019, a couple years ago now, uh, when the first ever photograph, the first ever image of a black hole was released, was taken and, and shared with the entire world? Oh my goodness, what a crazy time. First ever time that we have actually had photographic evidence of the phenomenon of a black hole out in space. One of the most astonishing and mind-bending concepts known to man. And the photo itself was potato quality. <laughs> you remember when it's like, mm, history has been made, people! Behold! And it's like, oh, it's kind of like a blurry, like, is it, is it an eyeball? Is that... Is that is it taken at night? I, don't, I can't see. I'm squinting. Well, good news. Good news. At long last, part two has finally arrived from the very same people, the Event Horizon Telescope team of scientific collaborators. They revealed a new image of a black hole. This time, in polarized light, so you can actually see some of the gravitational waves and how they affect the the light forms. It actually is a much cooler image, although still. Pretty blurry and kind of still looks like a cat's eye. But cooler cat's eye this time, okay? History's been made once again, and the image is its like a little bit better. 
Friday. Bear sightings starting early in Fort McMurray. Um, yeah, I mean, we had like a pretty mild winter. Uh, for the most part, there were some patches there that were less than mild, but still, it's it's coming uh, to an early-ish springtime. You know, it's been really, really comfortable, and that means that these uh, bears, the wildlife, have uh, decided to say, hey, we're kind of hungry. Maybe we'll come say hi and see what's to grab around town. Um, there is a uh, fish and wildlife officer who's talking to uh, the, the news team uh, saying, you know, uh, keep that bear spray handy all year round. Like, it's not just good for bears, good for all kinds of animals, but they're also getting out a little bit early. Um, and uh, also uh, an added caution for anybody who later on, once it actually becomes okay to do so, those 50 uh, households who are taking part in the Backyard Hand Pilot Project, they're going to actually have to follow some proper measures for sure. We do not want predators coming closer and closer into the community, right? We absolutely don't want that. Uh, but at least, at least with the, you know, the bears and the wildlife that we do have to deal with, which is something that needs to be taken seriously, obviously, Despite the fact that we can make jokes, at least it's not a wolf spider invasion. There's swarms invading houses in Australia, New South Wales specifically. If you haven't seen the story this week, they're dealing with the worst floods that they've had in 50 years. Sounds kind of familiar to what we went through last year, but thankfully we didn't have that added aspect. Uh, these wolf spiders, naturally burrowing spiders, of course, can't stay in the dirt when there's water on top of it, so they are climbing up fences, they are climbing up posts, they are climbing into people's houses by the hundreds. It's a nightmare week for these people. Unreal. Watching the last blockbuster on Netflix, ironically. <laughs> I highly recommend it, though. Uh, very, very great. You've probably seen in the news over the last several years, blockbuster this, blockbuster that. They make jokes in a, 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 you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's the whole scene in Captain Marvel and everything. This nostalgia factor, it's like, you know, the brand has come back into vogue. We have, like, a blockbuster board game and a puzzle at home and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you can buy honorary membership cards. It's, it's interesting, but... It has been dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. There's been only so many stores have left, only so many, and now uh, down to one. And that's the focus of this documentary, perfectly capturing the nostalgia memories of going to the video store. I have been to them, the Blockbusters, but for the most part, Blockbuster itself wasn't around here until later in the game. I remember younger going to Video Update and Superior Video the absolute most, renting all kinds of stuff, getting my first exposure to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Still mad about Netflix not renewing that, but later on I worked at a 24-hour video in Edmonton. That was the name of the chain. Very inventive. 24-hour video. And I worked the graveyard shift while, uh, while going to school. Midnight to 8 a.m. So I'd be tired in class. And I would only ever see customers picking up movies for the first hour, selecting them, and then dropping them off for the last hour on their way to work. It was kind of cushy, and I've got some very fond memories. Also managed to watch a lot, a lot of things in that time, probably more so than now, while actually having a handful of streaming services. Elton John is one year from a big milestone, actually. The singer and lyricist celebrated his 74th birthday yesterday and shared a small collection of rarities. Six songs that were featured last year in the Elton Jewel Box career-spanning collection are now available for uh, streaming services uh, for the first time. One of these songs happens to be the very first he ever wrote with longtime collaborator Bernie Taupin, a track called Scarecrow from 1967. 
In mid-May, some new old Steve Miller band is going to be released. The group have dusted off a live album from 1977, a period that the band was experiencing hit release after hit release. The album also comes in the form of a concert film that's going to be streaming on Amazon Prime Video, in addition to being released as a double LP and CD varieties. On May 14th, pre-orders are already available. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Oh, I think that we can forgive whoever it was, individual, group that messed up in the Suez Canal. The evergreen, ever stuck for days now. Um, And I don't know about you, but I make mistakes. I certainly do. A ton of them, in fact. But I'm pretty happy that when I make mistakes, they don't block trade route canals for days, disrupting already shaky global supply chains. Also saw a satellite photo of the Evergreen struck at that awkward angle like last night, uh, meaning that it's a mistake that's visible from space, and I'm glad that mine don't match that criteria. Take some of the pressure off of yourself today, okay? Seriously. Unless you are whoever got that boat stuck, then just probably best bet stay off the internet for at least a few more days until we get another distraction. Nostalgia brain. Uh, Get that part of your, your gray matter accessed and fully filled with synapses. Talking about the very last blockbuster earlier t- today on the show. I was talking about I-, I watched the documentary, the last blockbuster last night. Uh, ironically, on Netflix, it was incredible, and I'm asking because of that, inspired to hear what people thought was the very best part of going to the video store, a ritual that has gone by the wayside, by and large. Uh, you know, there was a few that have been holding on. In fact, that very last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, does still exist. But some of these answers have just been giving me life today. Giving me life. Sharon says she lived outside the city, would go to the local video store Friday nights with kids, pick two or three movies, in case one was a dud, naturally. And you'd get a mountain of snacks. Chips, dip, popcorn, licorice. Would turn the room where the TV was into a giant bed with pillows and blankets and settle in as a family to watch. Great memories. Oh my gosh. I want to go to your house. Uh, Ryan says finding something that looked interesting. Used to spend time just looking at the box art, reading the back of everything, hanging out in the video store for no other reason than just loving movies. Vanessa says the rush of getting the last copy of a brand new release. Oh! You got it before somebody else did. You ever wait around just hoping that somebody would return that new release while you were in the store just so you could be the one to actually rent it out next? Ashley says spending the amount of time it would take to watch a movie just to choose one. Corey says that click sound. You know, the, the ca- cassette containers, the cases, click so well. Tarina says... Watching movies that weren't all hype and were actually good. She used to work at Video Update. That means, Tarina, that you probably rented some movies to my film-loving butt back in the day. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into The Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.